Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Today is Tuesday, October 22nd, 2019. I am broadcasting live from Atlanta, site of the YouTube Black Content Creators Summit. Of course, uh, here uh, learning uh, more and more about great things to bring you right here on Roller Martin Unfiltered. Speaking of that today, Donald Trump compares his impeachment process to a lynching. Everybody goes nuts, but I'm explaining to you why it was a ruse. Don't fall for the okie doke. It was all about Ukraine. I'm going to explain to you why we don't fall for the banana and the tailpipe, Donald. All right, folks, but that was just, of course, uh, you're trying to distract us. That was the whole point. All right, y'all. Memes and videos are set to become the dominant forms of election misinformation around the 2020 election. What are Facebook execs doing about it? Also, New York City subway cops will not have to wear body cameras. Sounds like a recipe for disaster, don't you think? Two members of the far-right Proud Boys have been sentenced to prison for their part in a vicious New York City street brawl. A high school coach disarms a boy with a gun and then hugs him until police arrives. Folks are lauding this former uh, college football player, his brother, as a real-life hero. And an update on the story of a security guard who got fired for using the N-word. 
and the search for a missing three-year-old from Alabama continues. Folks, it is time to bring the funk. I'm Roland Martin Unfiltered. Let's go. Trump is always describing investigations into his actions as witch hunts and the coups. But today, he chose a much stronger word to describe the current impeachment inquiry he's now facing. This is what Donald Trump tweeted. So someday, if a Democrat becomes president and the Republicans win the House, even by a tiny margin, they can impeach the president without due process or fairness or any legal rights. All Republicans must remember what they are witnessing here, a lynching. But we will win. Hmm, a lynching, as in what happened to Black folks during the Jim Crow era. But folks, we got to keep in mind, Donald Trump is the master of distraction. Now, people were expressing their outrage all on social media. But here is why we're not going to fall for the okey-doke, Donald. This is the real reason why Donald Trump tweeted that. Folks, it was planned. Let me say it again. This was a plan. This was a discussion that took place in the White House to throw us off track. Why? Because today, Bill Taylor, the acting U.S. ambassador to Ukraine, said in his House testimony, today, the group's investigating impeachment that everything, including the release of military aid to Ukraine, was tied the Ukrainian president publicly announcing investigations into Joe Biden and the 2016 election. This is what Donald Trump was trying to distract the media from. I'm going to bring my panel, Amelik Abdul, Republican strategist, Kelly Bethea, communication strategist, Rob Richardson, host of the, the Disruption Now podcast. All right, folks, let's get right to it. Right, I'm going to start with you. I talked to sources today who confirmed that Donald Trump knew exactly what he was doing by using this language. He wanted to be able to throw this out to get the media all hot and bothered, and, and some folks fell for the okey-doke because he wants more coverage of him using the word lynching than this Ukrainian ambassador testifying that there was indeed a quid pro quo when it came to Ukraine. That's why... We're not wasting any time focusing on lynching. Rob, we're talking about Donald Trump being in big trouble when it comes to Ukraine. Yeah, when you think about it, look, look, he said he said a comment, look, water's wet. Donald Trump said something that's racially offensive. He did this, as you said, to distract about what's going on. Look, we have a we have a traitor in the White House. I think we, we have to say that. He we have somebody who was betraying the nation, betraying the laws. He thinks he's above the Constitution, that he's above the laws. He's not. 
And so you have the current ambassador in there talking about uh, talking about the fact that there was a quid pro quo, and you know Donald Trump or the current, the present occupant of the White House uh, likes to say that there was no quid pro quo. Well, maybe he made his best Don Coleone. He made an offer he couldn't refuse. He said, "I'll give you four hundred million dollars for aid, but only if you make these investigations." That is the textbook definition of a quid pro quo. It's illegal and it's dangerous. The fact that our security would be at risk. Uh, just to just to, just so we have a president who can use the power of his office against his opponent. I tell people this: if you don't like Donald Trump, look, I don't agree with a lot of his politics personally. But what but makes me nervous is the fact that he's going to try to use the power of this office to go after people. It's Joe Biden now, but it could be you next. So if you believe in America, you believe in, in the Constitution. You should be frightened. There's nothing conservative, conservative about this. This is this is very scary. He's betraying our nation, and he is a traitor. Period. That's why he wants to distract. Uh, Melek, this is what Donald Trump wants to do. He wanted to throw the media off of the focus of the Ukrainian ambassador to, to folks to be all hot and bothered. Mainstream media falls for the okie doke every single time. That's why he tweeted. I was told point blank this was a conversation that took place before that tweet went out. He knew exactly what he was trying to do. Well, I wouldn't doubt that Donald Trump knows what he's doing. That shouldn't surprise anyone. Um, to the point about the the comments, whether or not it's a distraction. Well, this is this is also not the first time that we've heard this before. We've heard many times that things that Donald Trump do, they're they're done to distract us from one thing or the other. Whether or not whether or not that's true or not, that's always the accusation that comes out. So I understand that you spoke with your sources, and your your sources say that this is something that he's doing to distract us. Well, we've heard that before. So your sources could be right. Yeah, maybe so. But no, the idea no, that Donald sources. Trump. Now, I question my sources could be right. My sources, Kelly, are right. Well, I mean, of and course you can. would say that because you would believe it. <laughs> Why wouldn't no, you believe no, no, it? No, 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 no. I, 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 see, see, here's the difference, Melit, between me and the other folks you deal with. And a question of I would no, believe. No, I'm on your show. We don't have to talk about see, other it, people. No, no, I'm no, on no, your no, show. no, 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 that's my point. When, no, no, it's my point. When you have trusted sources, mm -hmm. and the reason when you have trusted sources who have been right before, and they are right again. That's what you also base it upon. That's what we're dealing with here, Kelly. Um, I couldn't agree more. The distractions are becoming, frankly, just annoying at this point. Um, I'm, I'm not even surprised that uh, mainstream media is latching onto this because it is um, a shock factor. The fact that he would say such, you know, heinous things, but again, we're dealing with a stupid man. Stupid men say stupid things, and when you take those, you, when you put two and two together like that, this shouldn't be, you know, a. a a shock to anybody. This shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. And like you said, you have an ambassador at the, uh, of Ukraine saying that there was a quid pro quo. That is news. Um, another thing that happened today, uh, one of Trump's top donors is being charged with tax evasion and donating almost a million dollars in illegal uh, campaign funds. Um, that's in federal court right now. That's real news. But Donald Trump being a racist, that's old news. Donald Trump saying something stupid, that's old news. That shouldn't be a headline right now. We should just keep it pushing and actually get to the uh, discussion at hand, which is the fact that there's an impeachment inquiry out right now, and he's scared. Donald Trump is scared as to what the Dems are going to find. And 
his days are numbered, and he's afraid of that. That part is news. Yeah, and I think what he's what he's very concerned about, to go to Kelly's point, he is he is concerned, he is trying to control the narrative. This is all mm -hmm. this is. So don't listen to anything else. Donald Trump is doing what he does do best. I, where, I, where I disagree a little bit is that he's not stupid on this. He's very strategic and very smart, and don't fall for it. Look, it is raining right now in D.C., Donald Trump wants to tell you that it's sunny, but the facts are real. There are not alternative facts. He's trying to make up new things. He's trying to distract you. This is a not only is it news, the fact that we know what happened with Ukraine. It is it should it should frighten everybody. It should frighten conservatives. When they talk about a deep state, what they're talking about, they're talking about people that are Republicans that are appointed by Trump. Obama's not in office. Hillary Clinton did not win. The people that are coming forward are people that are appointed by Donald Trump. They are Republicans. And people, no matter what. Conservative media, uh, conservative media is saying what is going on right now is threatening our democracy. And this, this current president is a traitor to our country, and people should start saying that. That's the real news. This other stuff is not. Well, the problem is, unfortunately... Uh, 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 Melek, what you have here is to have this Ukrainian ambassador go before this committee and tell them point blank if that was a quid pro quo. Yep. You, have, uh, you have Mulvaney, who admitted it, then tried to walk it back, lying. You have Donald Trump, who has said there was no quid pro, quid pro quo, lying. He has castigated his whistleblower. Here is a Trump appointee, a guy who's like, I'm not going to prison for you. Mm -hmm. What do you make of the Ukrainian ambassador who was in on this, who said that also that Rudy Giuliani was there to set up a back channel discussion with the Ukrainians this is damning information against Donald Trump, Melek. Go. Uh, what do you think? Yes or no? Um, I, I don't think much of it, simply because about a month or so ago, we heard a similar conversation about Robert Mueller and him testifying and what he was supposed to let us know during the hearing. And, you know, a, couple, a, a, no. month, ago, a month or so ago, There's, people were talking about impeaching Donald not, Trump over no, no, no. that. This, this so is not I don't think much of it. This isn't Melek. This isn't Robert Mueller. Right. This is another bright and shiny this object, is, though. This, no, 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 no. This, this is, is the Trump appointee, the it actual doesn't, ambassador. That, that, that doesn't oh, mean second, anything, the fact that you say no, no, Trump appointee. Oh, oh, well, stop, wait a minute. Are you telling me that the Ukraine ambassador to the U.S., who was in on the phone call, is directly contradicting the chief of staff and the president of the United States, and you say it's no big deal? Well, I don't think it's not a big deal to me because simply this is something that we've heard before. But if if it is no, if, we have if, not. If, if there is no Donald Trump, Donald Trump, we've said heard that we've no heard before that the walls were about to come tumbling down. We've been here before. No, that's so if 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 as you say, your sources say, you know, this is something that Donald Trump no, wanted to no, do no, because no, Donald stop, Trump stop, was stop, concerned stop. about see, it. See, yeah, you're mixing story. This is not my sources talking about the, uh, the Ukrainian ambassador. The Ukrainian ambassador to the United States. Right, was in a hearing today. Congress today. Right, right. And, and but, but we've today. had people tell, we've had people testify in Congress before Congress before about the Mueller investigation. You know, and, and then, as I said, there were things that the walls were going to come down. And you were absolutely so right. So what the Democrats should do, and what you should encourage your, pe your people out there, and I say everybody out there in the cyberverse, go to your members of Congress and push them for that vote on the impeachment inquiry. Well, do that. So you can actually, that's a step that you can take. We don't have to talk about a what ifs or anything like that. Push the Democrats. No, no, First of all, first of all we're not discussing vote. what ifs, Kelly. What we're discussing here. Now, hold up. What we're discussing here, Kelly, 
is the fact that on this day, you have the Ukrainian ambassador stating what he said took place. Now, Mulvaney admitted to in front of the press a quid pro quo. Then he tried to walk it back. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump, his perfect call. His perfect <laughs> call. In fact, even Mitch McConnell today is acknowledging we got a problem, Kelly. But to um, Malik's point, we haven't necessarily been here before specifically because there hasn't been a prima facie case of said treason, frankly. Now we have that, you know, clear-cut, this is grounds for impeachment case. Um, but to uh, Malik's point, if the Democrats are not on the ball with this, it can end up like the Mueller investigation, where it's just yeah. kind of brushed under the rug, more things that Trump does, and, you know, we just have a president in here for four more years because nobody's doing anything about it. So my concern is, you know, like what Malik was saying earlier, like the Mueller report and everybody else who was doing all of these things uh, in the administration, we have proof that Trump has been committing treason. We've had proof for at least three years now, and nothing has been no, happening. But... Yeah, and then... No, no, first of all, Rob, there's a huge difference here. Yeah. The difference here is this here. Unlike any, any other thing that happened previously, none of those things precipitated or led to this impeachment yeah. inquiry. But it could this, have. This has, gone, this has gone to, first of all, what could have happened is irrelevant because it didn't. I'm speaking of no, the now. And what we're dealing with the now is that Trump now, him and his folks realize this is now different. This is a different situation to have the person sitting in the Oval Office telling a foreign entity, I will hold up your money unless you investigate my chief Democratic rival. That's a change. And to have the Ukrainian ambassador to the U.S. now flat out confirm it, Rob, yeah. that has to be troubling to the White House. Yeah, it should, I think what's different, let's, let, let's separate some things out here. It's There is a pattern of the same thing. There's a pattern of betraying this uh, of betraying this nation. And I think the Mueller report was clear, and, and there was enough to impeach there. But this is a much, much easier story to see. I mean, it's really, really clear cut, to your point. And, 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 the, and the president occupant of the White House is certainly more worried about it. But look, we have to make sure that people understand what's going on, because I think the walls are close to, uh, really close to crumbling in. See. Not about is one way or another. It's are the walls going to crumble in on all of democracy, or are they going to crumble on Trump? One or the other is going to come about, and we have to decide as Americans how that's going to go. And I think that's going to be not just on Congress; it's going to be on America. Do we want to elect a king? Do we want to throw out, throw out the Constitution? Do we want to throw out the rule of law? That's what we're doing. If we're saying this is okay, if a president can do this, a president can do anything, and there are no rules, and let's throw it out. And let's just let's just make him king and say, you know, we don't care about the Constitution anymore. So we can make we can have conservatives stop pretending that they care so much about the Constitution when you see Trump trampling over the Constitution every single day. Well, you don't have to actually come. You don't have to compare or say anything about how conservatives feel about the Constitution. 
Democrats have the House. So if you want to impeach him, and as we were told, there were, I think, 10 different instances that Mueller actually um, identified where Trump act, um, obstructed justice. And now well, at 11. Well, well and, and now we have 11. So if that if the 10 weren't as important, weren't important enough or weren't a guiding force enough for the Democrats to say, okay, well, we're going to actually move forward and vote on an impeachment inquiry, then I just don't have the confidence that they'll do it now. But if they do, then more power to them. I think this is just yet something else that's going to help Trump win in 2020. But there were 10 instances, okay, 10 instances where Democrat, where Mueller said that Trump obstructed justice, but now we've moved on to yet another bright and shiny object that Trump gave us. Now, Trump did actually give us Yeah, this. he violated the law. Yeah, I mean, Trump actually did give us this. Mm -hmm. You know, there were things he shouldn't have the conversations um, with the Ukraine minister. But if the notion is, is that, aha, this is the moment where Trump is going to be impeached, Okay, well, put your money, put up or shut up. That's what I said. Well, actually, I kind of agree with that. I'll just say yeah. this, but we're making the argument that uh, because he got, because you got away with the crime before, you should get away with the next crime? Is that the argument? Like, I uh, think ten, that's, I think that's a bad argument. Though, trust but me, there were 10 trust crimes. Me, uh, trust me, this, trust me, this ain't R. Kelly. Bottom line here is this here. Democrats rolling. moving this direction. Donald Trump suffered a serious blow today to have his Ukraine ambassador to the United States go before Congress and say, yes, indeed, there was a quid pro quo. Let's see how the Donald tries to wriggle out of this one. Got to go to a break. When we come back, more on Roller Martin Unfiltered. Back in a moment. You want to check out Roller Martin Unfiltered? YouTube.com forward slash Roland S. Martin. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. There's only one daily digital show out here that keeps it black and keep it real. It's Roller Martin Unfiltered. See that name right there? Roller Martin Unfiltered. Like, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Roland S. Martin. And don't forget to turn on your notifications so when we go live, you'll know it. All right, fam, it's almost that time. The holiday season, of course, is for many of us the favorite time of the year. Now, whether you celebrate, uh, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Ramadan, Christmas, Kwanzaa, New Year's, all of these, of course, from October to the end of the year, this is when you think about spending time with the people you love the most. This is also the time to count your blessings and support those less fortunate and look at how you can have an impact on their lives. Well, I have the perfect opportunity for you to be a holiday hero have a major impact on other families. Here's the deal. Right now, hundreds of thousands of Americans are sitting in jail without being convicted of a crime. Why? Because they lack the financial resources to pay their bail. Now think about it. If you are arrested for any minor offense, you'll be taken directly to jail. If you don't have bail money, whether it's a few hundred or a few thousand dollars, you will stay there until a court date is scheduled. Now that could be days, weeks, or even months. America's bail system is broken and has created a two-tier system of justice, one for the rich and one for the poor. Folks, freedom should, not be, should, freedom should be free. That's why the Ebony Foundation is partnering with the Bail Project and is sponsoring the Home by the Holiday campaign. With your help, our goal is to bail out 1,000 people by New Year's Day. How's that for a holiday gift? A donation from you can change someone's life tomorrow, and here's why it is critical. People of color represent upwards of 90% of the jail population across the country. It ranges from 50 to 90% depending upon where you are. Of course, then when they stayed in jail, 90% of people with misdemeanors ended up pleading guilty. However, when bail was paid, 50% of the cases were dismissed and less than 2% received the jail sentence. Sometimes justice needs just us to join the fight. 
Folks, you can be a holiday hero by, by donating $25.50 bucks or more to help the Ebony Foundation bring our brothers and sisters home for the holidays. To donate, go to homebytheholiday.com. That's H-O-M-E-B-Y-T-H-E-H-O-L-I-D-A-Y.com. And, of course, the Ebony Foundation uh, is tied to Ebony Magazine. And so we certainly appreciate uh, the work that they're doing to assist those who are most in need. All right, folks, welcome back to Roland Martin Unfiltered, broadcasting live here from Atlanta site, where I'm attending the YouTube Black Content Creators Summit. Uh, some great conversations have been taking place uh, all day, so we certainly um, have been enjoying our sales. All right, folks, Facebook on Monday said it removed a network of Russian-backed accounts that posed as local newspapers weighing in on political issues in swing states. They praised Donald Trump and attacked former Vice President Joe Biden. Facebook said the network looks the same as the Kremlin-backed group that interfered in the 2016 election by encouraging social discord, seeking to boost Trump and attacking Democratic candidate Hillary Clinton. The new disinformation campaign appears to follow the same playbook. All right, um, Kelly, G Jesus, what the hell is up with Facebook? I mean, you might want to get this right as opposed to allowing the Russians to continue to spread disinformation. Yeah, I don't really think that it's only one account out there that uh, is, is doing this kind of thing. The fact that Facebook only caught one and X amount on Instagram, that's a little disturbing. I definitely feel like there's a lot more out there. Um, but I also feel that this is another major reason why we need to do our due diligence and actually finding our news, doing um, the research, actually being more aware of where we're getting our news from. That's why shows like this are important. That's why we have credible resources out there, credible sources that we can depend on. You know, be careful about what you share. Um, chain mail is not your friend. Um, you know, very simple things that you can do to make sure that disinformation does not spread and uh, is disseminated throughout the world. Um, it, it's not hard to just do your research. It's just simply, you, if you see an article, it looks fishy, cross-reference it with something that is known to be credible, that is known to have t told the truth on multiple occasions. It, it's not that difficult. Um, but regarding Facebook specifically, I don't know what they can do at this point. I feel like they're really behind the ball on this in regards to filtering out these accounts. Um, I feel like that should have been happening in 2015, not just 2016, because that's when we were first made aware of such accounts being um, in play in our electoral process. So in terms of 2020, Hopefully, something will happen in that it won't be nearly as bad as 2016, but I'm not necessarily all that optimistic about it. So, um, Malik, the, what responsibility does Facebook have? I mean, geez, you would think they had enough time since the 2016 election uh, to do much better when it comes to getting rid of these Russians who are trying to spread dis disinformation. Yeah, I don't know... <sighs> Yeah, Facebook could do more, but the notion that there are people masquerading, whether it's Russian bots or Asian bots or what have you, the notion that there are people who are creating dummy accounts, portraying themselves as Democrat or as Republic, as I'm sorry, conservatives or progressives, just doesn't surprise me. 
Um, maybe there are more Russian bots that are doing this, but as someone who just, I'm on social media all day and I see the things, and these aren't Russian bots, these are real live active accounts of people who are peddling the same mis misinformation, disinformation, if you will, it just doesn't surprise me. But to the extent Facebook can do something to um, remedy that, they should. I don't know what exactly that will look like. Um, I know they've done, like Kelly was saying, the purging with YouTube. So yeah, that, I mean, I'm sorry, um, Instagram, that's something that they can do. But I don't know if it's something that really can be just totally washed away altogether. They should, but I just don't know. And, and again, as someone who sees this type of misinformation going on on a daily basis from trusted sources, even politicians, if you will, this just doesn't surprise me. Rob, bottom line is here. Um, uh, Donald Trump, Mitch McConnell right. didn't do a damn thing when it came to protecting uh, this nation with election security. Uh, and, and frankly, Facebook is losing credibility every single yes, day the more they allow this mess to happen on their platform. Yeah, I actually completely agree with that. And I'll just tell you that uh, I've, uh, we talk about this a lot on my show and, and the fact that we, African-Americans, need to do more. We need to have more shows like yours. We need to have more... Uh, we need to have more say in the digital market, in the digital ecosystem. Uh, look, this is what I'll say about Facebook. They should do more. They're probably not going to. Nobody's coming to save us. Like, you know, Superman's not coming. Iron Man's not coming. Wakanda's not coming. Nobody's coming to save us, right? <laughs> we got to save ourselves. We have to be in on the process. We know that uh, these, these machines are learning the same biases that humans have. Because guess what? African-Americans aren't there at the table as, at the level that we need to be. And we have to be. We have to demand that we're there because that's going to be a part of it. We have to be there designing these things. And then we have to be vigilant about it. Look, they're going to create this type of content that is, that is going to move behavior. Uh, it does work. It, w whether the Russians do it, we know others are going to do it. And we have to be there at the table making sure that... Uh, our voices out there, that we're behind actually the content media as well, that we understand the technology. We can do this. We have to do this. We have to begin to really disrupt this narrative because I fear 2020 will be worse. And then going on, this will get worse unless we are willing to be there at the table. Because, you know, I'll just give you one real, real quick example. There, there was a technology, a voice impersonating technology. Somebody can take my voice, see me right now, and, and make up complete words, and, 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 and everybody will think it's me. That technology exists right now, and that can be used in campaigns. What are we doing to be ready for it? I have no idea, but I think we have to make sure we, we are ready, because technology is moving faster uh, than any of us can really anticipate. Uh, and, Kelly, at the end of the day, um, when it comes to Facebook and their responsibility, uh, look, they are, they are losing the public trust. That trust is eroding. They better move real fast to weed this stuff out because folks do not want to see them pretty much being silent with another attack on the American people through their platform. Exactly. But um, in all honesty, I don't understand personally why Facebook was necessarily a trustworthy entity altogether. This is a social oh, media oh. platform. It's not no, no, here's news. Why. No, here's why, Kelly. Here's why. This is what the deal is. Because, the, first of all, there are more people who are on Facebook than in the platform. And so what happens is, if, if, have you have you seen um, have you seen the um, the hacking documentary that's on Netflix? Sure. The Great Hack. The Great yeah. Hack. Yes. Great Hack. Okay, that's why because the people who they the people who these folks are targeting, they don't know Jack. They, when they say low information voters, what that means is these are people who barely have a high school diploma. And I understand and I, that, I, but okay, I mean we no, can. But that's how. 
No, what I'm, but what I'm saying is Facebook is not news. It is a vessel that can be used for the news, but, you know, whether you have a diploma or not, people have the wherewithal to understand where the news no, they comes don't. from. No, they, no Kelly, they I, don't. I, I think they, people, no, actually, I, they, actually, they don't. I think people when, are When most... you are being... Go ahead, go ahead. When, go ahead. When, when, when the information is being purposely manipulated and when you're being bombarded with the messaging uh, constantly, these people are falling for it. They are purposely lying. Donald Trump was running a lot ad and was lying. Not, Elizabeth Warren, hold on, Elizabeth Warren actually put up an ad that she knew was a lie just to see if Facebook would say, take down the lie. But what Facebook I'm saying said, is uh, that... We all fell for that. I have two degrees, and I could have fallen for correct, that. Correct. You have people who have no diploma and didn't fall for that. Yeah. That has nothing to do with intelligence. Correct. That has to do with Emotional. due diligence. Well, I think so. You need to do your okay. due diligence and make sure that you're getting reliable news from credible sources. And Facebook can be a vessel for said news and credible right. sources, but you can also look outside of Facebook. Now, if you're not looking outside of Facebook for your news, that's not on anybody except you. But that, but, that, that, that has but some the platform, but Rob, the platform Facebook is the largest disseminator of news. Well, I, I think the danger here, so let, let, let's, let, let's back up. What the, the danger of social media in general is not, I've got to take a different point to say low information voters. I think all voters, whether we recognize it or not, myself included, we are emotional. And, and, mm -hmm. and, and Facebook has an algorithm. Once you, once you hit the like button, yes. you're only going to see that reality. So now mm -hmm. I think it's, 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 beyond, it's beyond just trying to go outside of your sources. It's, it's understanding that what, what, what Facebook right. and every other platform is doing is drawing you in to see just what they think you want to see. Mm -hmm. And it could be a complete lie, and a lot of times it is, but that's by design of the algorithm. So we have to get people to understand what what's going on with social media and that the algorithms are being used this way yep. for everybody like it's not just it's, it's not just low information voters in terms of degree it's, it, yeah. it, it is right. high information voters people that believe that they were following the right information were still led astray in 2016 you know people that are but black activists the they were following they were following it, things that weren't true too i mean i, I just think we got to all the be difference. careful this is the difference newspapers cable networks broadcast networks magazines if you submit an ad to them, that is false. That is a lie. They will not run it. I, you're pretty Facebook sure is saying, I agree. this is Facebook. You, hey, yep. we don't want to decide anything, so we'll let it run. And what I'm saying is, when it comes to getting rid of these bots, getting rid of these Russians, these, these, Russian, these Russian folks, they should and lying ads, Facebook is going to have to take some damn guts and ownership of their platform and say, we're not going to disseminate clearly defined lies. And I, I think that's a I think that's a good point. I think we can all agree that Facebook should do sure. more to actually um, better that situation. But I think what are we are saying here in D.C. We're all in agreement of the notion that this isn't something that's just you know affects low information voters. There was an entire um, the the opening testimony of Adam Schiff was based on a made-up conversation that Donald Trump had with the, um, the um, president of Ukraine. 
you know, so there was there was an entire conversation that he had at the beginning of his opening testimony, and there were people who believed that. And he, of course, Adam Schiff came out later and said, I think he may have conceded that it was something that he shouldn't have done. But the notion that Facebook is not not already a vehicle for people to just push conspiracy theories, and these are not just Russian bots; these are people that we know. And so I'm very just me. My my whole strategy is is that I'm very deliberate about the things that I post. So if I post something, I would have actually researched that mm -hmm. in very in various places, not just my favorite, you know, Fox News hosts or not just my favorite Wall Street Journal host or something. You have to go and research this stuff for yourself because we're all susceptible to our confirmation bias. And I think that's Correct. what a lot of it that we're seeing. And as um, Rob said, you know, you can click a like button on something like like how I'm wondering, how is it that I was on Amazon looking for a product? And then all of a sudden, I get those in my time, in my, in my feed of those actual products or similar products. So we have to be mindful of that ourselves. Bahamas is here. Facebook has to do far more when it comes to their platform, when it comes to also uh, ensuring that you don't have Russians infiltrating it and stop running ads that are full of lies. Let's go to uh, this next story, folks, and that is um, all these school shootings are all too familiar. Well, earlier this year, a high school coach in Oregon was celebrated as a hero for stopping an armed student before he could hurt anyone. Now, new surveillance footage shows the coach hugging the student after disarming him. there one of the other folks there grabbing the gun pulling away the coach is hugging him coach will not let go of him uh during this whole time 18 year old angel granados diaz brought a gun to park rose high school before he could do anything football and track coach keenan Lowe stopped him reports at the time said low tackled the student but as you can see in the footage that's not exactly what happened Lowe grabbed the gun from granado diaz and handed it to another teacher he then pulled him in for a long hug while students ran from the classroom and police began to arrive, low state with the young man throughout the whole process. Got to go to a break, folks, when we come back. More on Roland Martin Unfiltered from Atlanta. Back in a moment. You want to support Roller March Unfiltered? Be sure to join our Bring the Funk fan club. Every dollar that you give to us supports our daily digital show. There's only one daily digital show out here that keeps it black and keep it real as Roller Martin Unfiltered. Support the Roller Martin Unfiltered daily digital show by going to RollerMartinUnfiltered.com. Our goal is to get 20,000 of our fans contributing 50 bucks each for the whole year. You can make this possible. RollerMartinUnfiltered.com. Folks, uh, coming up November 7th through the 11th is the Lifeluck Jazz Experience taking place in Cabo, San Lucas. That's right, November 7th through the 11th. If you want to attend, of course, you can go to lifeluxjazz.com and you can uh, see all the great things we have planned, including appearances by folks like comedian actor Mark Curry, as well as, as you saw, saxophonist Gerald Albright, Alex Bunyong, Raul Madon, Incognito, Pieces of a Dream, Kirk Whalem, Average White Band, Donald McClurkin, Shalea, Roy Ayers, Tom Brown, Ronnie Laws, Ernest Quarles, and more. But if you can't make it, 
you can still participate by going to gfntv.com. That's gfntv.com to get your pass for the three-day live stream. $10.99 to get the live stream to watch all of these amazing concerts live from Cabo. Folks, you don't want to miss it. GFNTV.com, GFNTV.com, and I'll be broadcasting Roland Martin Unfiltered live from Cabo that Thursday and Friday. So looking forward to it. So GFNTV.com, get the live streaming pass, LifeLuxJazz.com to get your package. All right, folks, New York City completed its rollout of body cameras on all uniformed patrol officers earlier this year. But hundreds of new cops deployed by Governor Andrew Cuomo to stop fare evasion and homelessness, well, in the city subway system, will not be required to wear body cameras. This summer, after the governor became concerned about a reported uptick in fare beating, the Metro Transportation Authority temporarily diverted more than 400 police officers from computer trainings, computer trains, and commuter trains, I'm sorry, and the Bridges and Tunnels Division into the subway. Those officers will soon be replaced by 500 new state police officers that the MTA is currently in the process of hiring at a cost of roughly 663 million bucks over the next decade. Now, neither of those groups are required to wear body cameras because the new cops are not part of the NYPD. All right, Rob, should, is this a bad idea? Should these cops all have body cameras? It's a horrible idea. So uh, I've talked about this on, on, on my show. I've seen this a lot in Cincinnati. We, had we not had body cams in, in several situations, we wouldn't have been able to uh, hold officers accountable. There would have been a completely different story. The story that was actually on the, on the actual report was different from what the body camera showed. So look, I believe in accountability. And when, when you're an officer, they have a very tough job, but at the end of the day, uh, they have to be accountable and they have to be transparent because they literally hold the power of people's lives in their hands. Uh, so yes, we need more transparency. This is a horrible idea. We have so much documentation to show why uh, every single officer should definitely have a body cam. So I don't, I don't understand this policy. I don't get it. Does it make sense, Bella? I'm not too sure. This is, I look at this a little differently than uh, an actual, you know, a beat cop, you know, an officer on the street or something. As in the DC is a prime example where the, you know, the council, the mayor, they're all trying to figure out what we're going to do around fair evasion because it's a huge problem. Even where I live in Ward 8, you know, at the Congress Heights Metro, there are a lot, there's <coughs> lots of fair evasion. So I know that different jurisdictions are trying to figure out how to do it. And that was one of the things here in D.C. that happened, that the mayor, they actually increased the number of officers who were there. But whether or not those officers, even looking at a place like D.C., whether or not those officers who are essentially you know, uh, in in the subway systems or something like that, whether they should have cameras, I'm really not sure if they should have cameras, but the police officers who are out, you know, saving lives and all of this type of stuff, I think they should. I'm just not too sure whether someone who's actually charged with finding people who, have, who evade fares should have a body camera. But if, you know, if they do, I'm not going to be opposed to it, but I feel differently about this than I would just regular beat cops on the street. I, I want to say very quickly, I've seen this logic play out before, because, so at the University of Cincinnati, as I, as I told you previously, I was on the board and we had an uptick in crime and we were told that uh, you, the university officers are not the same as the regular beat officers, mm -hmm. and that was supposed mm -hmm. to be the truth. However, we, we saw someone shot and killed who shouldn't have been shot and killed. It, it often happens that, look, if those officers are going to respond as officers do. So I don't yep. see the argument for not, having a, for not having a body camera. I think you need more transparency. I, I've seen it play out Kelly. the opposite way. 
I would use this. Kelly, I dare say if, 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 if a cop is coming in and interacting with the public in this way, got to be wearing a body camera. You have to. I mean, and we have so many examples of what happens when you do wear a body camera. Like uh, Rob was saying earlier, you have instances where the story that's in the report doesn't match up with what's in the body camera. I... Um, just as recently as this last uh, shooting um, with the young woman playing video games with her nephew, had he not been wearing a body camera, who knows what that police officer would have said to convince the public that that was a justified shooting. Um, I understand that we're talking about the subway now, but even in, in those situations, we have instances where... Uh, had there not been a body camera there or anybody taking accountability uh, via technology, that we wouldn't know exactly what the story is because at this juncture, cops are not necessarily all that trustworthy but for the body camera or but for third-party videotaping it. So until we are in a space as a society where we can actually trust cops again, if we ever did, you need to have something on your person to actually record what you're doing because we can't trust the words coming out of your mouth. Well, I, I just want to say, Roland, you know, as someone who my sole source of transportation is our city's metro, our subway system, our buses, or even when I'm walking, I've seen this happen play out for years where people have been detained for skipping fare because that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about responding to a, you know, responding to a crime or murder or shooting or anything like that. We're talking about skipping fare, and I've yet to see an instance of that that I would say required one of those officers who were essentially detaining people, giving them a, t a citation to appear of court. And I think that may have changed in the D.C. Council law. They may have changed that, but I've yet to see an instance where I've actually seen a, that compares to what I see on the street where people are actually detained in their lock, you know, they're handcuffed and all of that. I think this is just a subway thing is totally different, you know, and this is just based on my experience being a commuter who uses the subway system all the time. All right, folks. Also in New York, two members of the far-right group, the Proud Boys, have each been sentenced to four years in prison for attacking a group of protesters outside the Metropolitan Republican Club in Manhattan. The defendants, Maxwell Hare and John Kinsman, were among several people arrested following a street brawl in October of last year between members of the Proud Boys and demonstrators believed to be linked with the anti-fascist movement uh, Antifa. <clears throat> a New York jury found Hare and Kinsman guilty of attempted gang assault, riot, and attempted assault in August. Mark Dwyer, a New York State Supreme Court justice, said the defendant's punishment was handed down as part of an effort to, de to deter people from using political differences as a reason for violence. Police, folks, have released surveillance video that shows a man approaching a missing Alabama three-year-old girl, uh, Camille McKinney, while she played outside her family's housing complex on the night she disappeared. The Birmingham Police Department is asking that you call 205-254-7777, 205-254-7777. you have any information that might help to finding this young girl. All right, folks, the U.S. Postal Service announced that that the late journalist Gwen Ife will be memorialized with a forever stamp next year. The stamp will feature a 2008 photo of Eiffel with her name at the bottom and the words Black Heritage at the top as part of the Postal Service's Black Heritage series. Eiffel died of cancer in 2016 at the age of 61. For 17 years, she has served as the moderator of PBS's Washington Week, the first black woman to host a nationally televised political talk show. In 2013, she also joined 
PBS NewsHour, becoming half the first all-female anchor team to lead a network, nightly newscast. Eiffel moderated the 2004 and 2008 vice presidential debates as well, and certainly the honor is well received. All right, folks, we talked about this story last night, an update to the story we brought you. Uh, uh, according to a release from the Union Madison Teachers, Inc., the Madison Metropolitan School District decided Monday to rescind the termination of Mar Marlon Anderson, a security guard at Madison West High School. Anderson was fired by the district after a black student said the N-word during an exchange, and Anderson repeated the racial slur when he told the team not to use it. At the time, district leaders said Anderson was fired for violating its zero-tolerance policy or using the racial slur on school grounds. Well, congratulations to Marlon. Let me go to my panel here. Now, I discussed this yesterday, and it was interesting to me the feedback that we got from people who, <clears throat> Kelly, it's still just nuts to me, the folks who make up all of these excuses why they should be able to use the N-word. I, I just don't understand the psychology and the psychosis of black people to want to use a word that the oppressors use to denigrate and degrade us. I don't have an answer for you. Um, I believe I was on one of your episodes and we talked about this subject. I do my best not to use the word at all because the history of said word is too insidious to repurpose it for something positive, I think. Um, the fact that this officer was actually trying—my understanding is that the officer was trying to, um, you know, have a teaching moment with the young man when he said the word, so I understand and uh, I understand how and why he got his job back, um, because it wasn't necessarily a zero-tolerance policy-esque uh, uh, infraction, but as a rule, I don't understand why we need to use the word. There are plenty of other words that can define, you know, the negative uh, noun that we're trying to describe there. I, 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 I just don't understand. I don't get it. Um, we are better than this as a society, as a whole. We don't need the word. I don't understand why it is such a, a crutch in, in our lexicon. Um, I think we need to let it go. Melik, hey, I, 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 I would, I, I, I would be lying if I say I don't know people who use the N word and use the N word regularly. Um, in the case with this, with the teacher, that's, I believe, that's probably a consequence of our PC culture, which is sometimes warranted. But the zero, the zero tolerance policy likely came out of that. So the notion that the uh, teacher or anyone, an administrator and anyone at any place is using the N-word, that's where the zero tolerance policy comes from. But the, I mean, we have had funerals for the N-word. I think Jesse Jackson was involved in that and some other people in, in Michigan, maybe it was, where they had a funeral for the N-word. But this is not something that even the hip-hop generation popularized. This is, we have to go back to Brett Fox, um, Eddie Murphy, Paul Mooney, um, a lot of the comedians who popularized the N-word. And so, 
you know, we have a whole generations of people who grew up listening to the comedy, but also listening to the, you know, listening to the word in that community. But you made a point about using words that, or maybe Kelly made the point about using words that are, and, or phrases that are, that were used historically to attack us, you know, just from a racial point of view. But I look at, I look at the N-word the same way that I look at Uncle Tom. That's also a word that has been repurposed to mean something totally different than what Harriet Beecher Stowe meant in her book. And that's a, that's a word that white people started using to attack black people. And so this is another example of that. I try my best not to use the word at all, but yeah, I wish that we would stop, but I doubt that that's going to happen anytime soon. Uh, hold up. So you and Kelly both said, I try my best not to use it. Yes, I try my best oh, not to use it. I, mean, I try my best not to use it. Don was asking. Do I? So I Have I? Sure. Yes. But when you know better, no, no, you no, do no. better. Yes. No, 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 no. Not, not have I just passed. Do it. I? Yes. The thing is, do you still use it now? Yes. Not really, no. <laughs> yes. Like, that like, wasn't like, a confident answer. Kelly, no, Kelly, like, Kelly. I, not really is not no, and not really is not yes. Not really is. That's a yes. I, I do. Personally, I personally can't tell you the last time I used the word. You know, I don't, I'm not in conversation where I have to. I so did on Sunday. It's like, so just, let me just say, Rob, your thoughts. Just on this point very quickly. Uh, zero tolerance policies are usually really stupid across the board, you know. Yeah. As a, they're, they're usually applied to our kids, and, and they're usually kicked out of school. Like, it was actually applied to me when I was in ninth grade. Somebody came up and hit me, I pushed them off, and I got 10 days suspended, and so did he, so, because it was a zero-tolerance policy. Mm. These things are usually stupid, just like minimum mandatory. Stupid laws don't have them. They don't make sense. Actually apply the laws equitably in each situation. So that's this case, just on this particular case. Now, in terms of the N-word, funny, Literally just talked about this on my show, too. This is kind of ironic here. So we, look, I, I think uh, black folks, just talking about us, our use of the N-word right now is an attempt at a power play. It's we use it and saying, like, this is a word we're taking back for our own power. I don't agree with that because then at the same time, they'll get mad when a white person uses the N-word in a song. So it's not a power play. Either either, either, either I, we want to stop using the word or we can't do it. I how it's even power. I right. agree with, I'm agreeing with you. So we should throw it at and stop using it, but we can't but we can't say it's, it's it's a power play if we get offended when a white person or an Asian says the N-word in a song to it. So like yeah. what what I'm saying is we got to make up our mind. Like yeah, and, and cuz we and I, and I think we haven't collectively. I don't think we should use it like but it's right now it's it's it's, it's globalized at this point, right? It's it's a word that's used so much like I said black people start trends, and right now we started a trend that everybody can use the N-word, and we need to stop and start, start mm -hmm. another trend, because that's not a good one. And, and, I'll, and I'll just say very quickly, Roland, you know, this is something that most of us know people who use the word, you know, whether or not they use it regularly or something, most of us know people who use it. But I try, I don't use the, well, we're just trying to take, up, take the power back out of the word or anything like that. I honestly think that's a BS um, excuse. And just like Rob said, those same people who use that excuse that we're trying to take some power back from it, those are the ones who will be raking any non-black person over the cold for using that same word. I remember Eminem. That was a big thing back um, when Eminem first came out, and he was using the word. J -Lo. Yeah, J-Lo. You know, so so many mm -hmm. different people who use it. I personally respond to it differently. So that's my thing. I respond to people who use it differently than I do maybe you know non-black people than I do. Um, you know, black people, because most of the people that I know who use it are black people. Right. So, so let me actually give a, give a really quick example. So 
like, would you be okay if, 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 a, if there was a white person using the word but trying to do it in an endearing way, but then Clarence Thomas uses it to talk about you in a vitriol way? I would still be mad if Clarence Thomas used the word. I'd be me. mad either way. So, like, yeah, that's, that's my point. But, like, but, but, but a lot of us try to, try to separate the argument. If, if a black person says it under it, they can use it in any context. Mm -hmm. And a white person says it, so we got to make up our mind. Don't use the I'm not saying they have a right to use it because I don't mm -hmm. think they do. Mm -hmm. I'm saying we got to make up our mind about what's acceptable or not. We right. can't just say the word is okay to use and then be mad when somebody else says it. Like, got to stop using it. When we my, mind is, yeah. my mind is made up. Hell no. <laughs> I don't need to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Don't say it around me. Don't tweet it. Don't post it. I don't care. Tonight, Game one, the World Series. My Houston oh, Astros versus the Astros. Washington Nationals. Oh, yeah. Let's go down the line. Rob, who do you have, Nationals or Astros? Oh, man. Um, I'm going to go with Nationals because I'm here. Sorry. That's a dumbass reason. Hey. You're here? <laughs> hey, I'm not much of a baseball fan, so I just had to choose it here. And, and the Reds Kelly, aren't there. I'm from Cincinnati, so the Reds aren't there, so I'm like, eh. I'm sorry? Dude, y'all ain't y'all ain't sniffed the playoffs in <laughs> decades. I'm going I'm going with the Nationals. I'll, I'll just say that I'm going I'm going with the home team. We're on a roll now. We had the Stanley Cup, we had the Washington Washington Mystics win their championship. Reds, well, Redskins are the Redskins, so we don't have to worry about uh, them. <laughs> do you even own any Nationals gear? Uh yeah, I wear the, I'll, I'll just like the dashiki. I wear my Nationals gear. On the, I hat the hat that I flip to the side a little bit when I'm on the south side. Absolutely, I have plenty of that. But I'll wear it on the show. <laughs> Yo ass line. <laughs> you, you said the same thing. You said the same thing about the dashiki. Everybody tends to think. Yo ass line. Look like this. Kelly, who you got? Watch me wear. I mean, and in fact, I'm gonna do a whole sport. I'm gonna wear my Cowboys jerseys. I'm gonna wear all of that on the show. That's what I'm gonna do next week. And because the Cowboys, we're going to the Super Bowl, so I'm gonna wear a Washington. Y'all going no damn Super Bowl? <laughs> Only way y'all going to Super Bowl is you buy a ticket. Wait, who's going to the Super Bowl? What team? You think Cowboys? Dallas. Dallas? No, they're oh. not. Kelly. Anyway, you got Nationals, Astros. Okay. Um. <sighs> I don't, I'm not a fan of either team. You gotta um, go with the home team, though. I, I asked you who you're a fan of. Pick. <laughs> Forget rolling. Just say Nationals. Just say Nationals. Well, I don't want to say Nationals because oh, I Lord. feel like the only reason they Good got time. to the World Series is because the Dodgers screwed up. So, like, but we, just we based here. off we that. We just here. We just I mean, here now. Uh, so, <laughs> you're so, that's what, uh, I don't progressives know. do this a lot. You can't take a side. I don't argument. know. I'm Switzerland. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, no, not yes. Switzerland. The Kelly national. is two damn teams. <laughs> pick one of them. <laughs> just pick the opposite of pick, yeah, pick nationals. No, I mean, I just want to see. I I feel like it's going to be Houston. It ain't going to end in a tie, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I can't pick. Oh my God. I, I can't do it. I'll say it for her. Nationals. I'm we'll not going to the nationals. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Both. How both. indecisive can you be? Only it's with this. Only with this. But if it's not the Nationals, then it has to be the Astros. Okay, then so, I can say the but I'm not so sure it's going to be the Astros either. I have to see well, how it plays out. Who do you want to win? I don't care. Kelly, I'm an O's fan. Kelly, this is the most illogical thing. If it's not <laughs> going to be the Astros, <laughs> it's going to be the Nationals. <laughs> and if it's not going to be the Nationals, it's going to be the Astros. I understand. What the hell? I understand. I just can't pick one. Because you're asking me Anybody, to predict who's going to win, and no, I just don't No, Lisa, who know. you want to support? Who are you going for? I don't care. So, no, the home team. No, here's the other thing. She opens up by saying, I don't really follow it. I don't care. <laughs> so why in the hell you, I don't really want to pick. 
Because, I mean, because if I'm wrong, I'm... Because I don't want to be wrong. I just don't like to be wrong on principle. That's just me. So... Kelly, 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 Kelly is a damn prediction, Kelly. all the time. You know and what? Like you know what? I would really... I would really hate... I just want the Nationals to wear just something. Like that. That's so be I would play this in the conversation <laughs> when you're trying to go on a date where you want to eat. I don't know. Oh, no, I uh, always know that. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. I want to go over yeah. here. I don't know. Uh, how about over Do here? I, I don't know. You probably be sitting there for three hours trying to make a decision on where in the hell. I, Kelly, can you even pick between Uber and Lyft? Absolutely. Yeah, okay, whatever. She didn't say anyway, y'all, Astros <laughs> are going to win the World Series for the second time in three years. Oh, did you want me to say right Uber and Lyft? Let me oh, Kelly, I, Kelly, Kelly, oh. Kelly, I'm done with you. I'm done with you. I'm done with you. <laughs> You're too damn indecisive. You can't make a decision. You I literally can wait too. Two minutes of, Fine, the you Astros. Wait two of time. Are you happy? So the Astros. I'm telling you right now, Kelly, stop talking. <laughs> Hug your low down, Chris Paul. I'm telling y'all right now, y'all about to get a visit from the hashtag team. Whip that ass. <laughs> Just letting you know. Don't become crying to me when he smacked the little gnashes around. Okay. I got to go. Y'all support Roller Martin Unfiltered by going to rollermartinunfiltered.com. Joining our Bring the Funk fan club. You can pay via cash, yeah, Square, or PayPal. PayPal, if it's all you give, goes to support this show and what we do. We want you to please support what we do because, again, this is all about it's all about the power coming the issue that you care about. That's why we do that. Folks, been having a fantastic time here in Atlanta at the YouTube Black Content Creators Summit, learning lots of great uh, information, great stuff. Improve our YouTube channel. Please subscribe to it as well. All right, y'all. I got to go because uh, we got a roller skating party uh, at, a, uh, at, at a private location. So I got to go. I got things to do. All right. Plus, uh, plus I'll be going to watch the World Series. Okay. Holla. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. 
Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xu mo.com or download from the app and google play stores today all you can stream with zumo play